0: Hi there, and welcome to the oompal.com podcast. I'm Oli, and for episode number 51, it is my pleasure to bring to you a chat with Jason Kochi, the man behind Briarbird Pipes. This podcast is made possible by rockstarpipes.com. I want you to go to rockstarpipes.com right now, that's R-O-K-S-T-A-R-pipes.com, and check out Jay's offerings over there from radiche.com to BC, to Nording, Stanwell, to Peterson, Missouri Mir, to Don Carlos, Savinelli, to McQueen Churchwardens, you'll find exceptional prices on everything there. But to me, what's really exciting about Rockstar Pipes is the Rockstar Indie Pipe Carvers area. Pipes tend to fly from this area, so I would suggest signing up for the email updates, and this can be done at the bottom of any page. Check out rockstarpipes.com and pick something up today. Let me know what, sh- what treasure you found. That's R-O-K-S-T-A-R pipes.com. The following podcast was recorded on August 7th, 2013. Sit back, grab a pipe, and stay a while. I hope you enjoy. On the line with us today, we have Jason Kochi with Briarbird Pipes. Jason, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's, a, it's an honor. Uh, Jason, tell me a little bit about yourself, your age, where you're from, uh, family, pets, work, things like that.
1: Okay. All right. So I am 32 years old. At least I'm pretty sure. Sometimes I forget those things. Uh, I'm from Bellevue, Ohio. It's just a small town in Ohio. Um, I am married to my beautiful wife, Lindsay. Lindsay. And we don't have any kids as of yet, but I think that it's about time to start having a little uh, pipe apprentice or two. Hey, and, there you uh, go. <laughs> <laughs> And we do have a dog, and he is the most wonderful dog in the world. His name is Cash, named after Johnny Cash.
0: Excellent. And, what kind uh, of dog is he?
1: He's a mutt, actually. He's just a mix. I, I figure he's probably got some boxer, some pit, maybe lab. Just a wonderful little guy.
0: That's great. Where did you where did you get him from?
1: Um, I actually got him from the local vet. Uh he was a friend of mine and when I purchased my house I said I, I needed a dog. I never had one growing up, so that was like my, my first thing. I wanted a dog and, and he recommended him to me and he's been just absolutely perfect.
0: That's great. So was he a was he a rescue or was he uh someone's uh litter or what?
1: Uh actually one of his uh, employees brother had him and they had just had kids and they didn't really have any time for him. He was still a pup. He was just turning one when I got him, but uh they really didn't have any time to spend with him. So it, it just worked out really good.
0: Good deal. Our, our dog is a, is a rescue. She's a mutt too. And, and uh, we're not sure what she is. She's probably part cattle dog and probably part bird dog. And we didn't know the bird dog part until I was out walking her one day, and all of a sudden she started pulling really hard on the leash. And this was uh, really late at night. We were actually outside of a hotel, and so she's pulling like crazy. I've never seen her do that before. And then all of a sudden she stops, and she's kind of pointing. I'm like, what the <laughs> heck is she doing? And all of a sudden, man, this this flock of birds just goes crazy from from the ground and flies away and i was like oh i'm supposed to shoot them now i get it (laughs) so uh she yeah she was trying to let me know hey dummy you you know these here's where the birds are you idiot (laughs) that's so cool yeah it was crazy never seen that before in my life but anyway um cash what a cool name for a dog i love johnny cash too so um let's get back into your pipes when did you start smoking pipes first of all
1: well, that's kind of a funny thing. I actually, I first started smoking a pipe when I probably wasn't actually of legal age to be smoking a pipe. But um, me and my buddy, we one of his dads had some pipes, and he snuck a few out, and we ended up we would we would go out and and smoke a pipe every once in a while. Unfortunately, it led me to smoking cigarettes, but I, I ended up quitting about seven years ago, and uh, a couple of years ago, I finally kind of picked up the pipe again. You know, just such a nice, relaxing thing to just be able to sit down and have that quiet time and and enjoy it.
0: That's great. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that uh, pipes are the gateway drug to uh, (laughs) taking it easy. For sure. (laughs) Um. So, uh, any idea if your if your buddy picked up the pipe?
1: Um. Actually, now that I think about it, it was actually my buddy's cousin who got the pipes from his father now my buddy he does not smoke a pipe anymore but he has been asking me to make a special one for him so i imagine that he will end up uh once i finally get the time to do it and we go over the design uh i I imagine he'll smoke it a little bit more than
0: yeah i was gonna say if if he's if he's still around and uh you know having a pipe maker for a friend how cool is that that'd be awesome (laughs) definitely so when did you first carve your first pipe and and what was that like?
1: That probably was about, I don't know, I'd say two and a half to three years ago. Um, it was kind of funny. I I told my wife one day, I said, you know, I, I need another hobby. And, you know, she kind of looked at me like, oh, oh man, not another hobby because, you know, you know how us guys are. We, we have enough as it is. But um, I said, I, I, I want to start maybe like carving or something. So that led to, you know, saying, Oh, I think I'll carve a pipe. And, and that's what started this whole thing. The first pipes that I made were, you know, pretty horrible. And the whole, you know, shank into bowl transition was just real chunky and, you know, drilling was off and whatnot, but you know, it, it started this whole thing and it, it just, I don't know, it's kind of continued from there and it, it, I don't know. It's become more of a passion than anything, I guess, at this point.
0: Did you start off with kits or did you start off with blocks or how did did you do that?
1: The first two pipes that I made were kits. Uh, The first one, I ended up probably revising it about 20 times. The second one, I ended up going, sanding through the bowl on the bottom, I think. So I messed that one up pretty good. But just those first two would have been
0: kits. When did you decide that it was going to be more than just a hobby?
1: Um, that's a good question. I, I, I used to, you know, just kind of lurk around the forums and and see, you know, people making them and stuff like that. And I started kind of showing my work and and some people seemed like they were interested, you know, in buying a pipe. And I probably you know, my first few pipes I probably sold for just about the the price of materials, maybe 10 bucks or something for the probably 40 hours that I put into the one. (laughs) But, uh, but, you know, I started realizing that, you know, people were kind of interested in it and it was something I enjoyed doing so much. So I, you know, the hobby started becoming a little bit lucrative, probably last year is when I started kind of doing this full time. And, and but it, it, like I said, I, I just kind of became a little bit passionate about. it. I wanted to learn as much as I could, and and just try to you know do better. I mean, the first however many, I didn't even have a lathe. I was just kind of doing everything on a, on just like a a sanding belt. So everything took forever. But I don't know, just enjoyable. Who,
0: who would you say were some of your early influences?
1: Um, kind of going back to the lurking around the. Uh, like pipe makers for them, stuff like that. Seeing some of these guys on, there, they're just amazing and, and and all the the things that they had to say. Kurt Hoon, uh hopefully I said his name right. Um what is it? Todd Bernard or the Sasquatch on there. He his stuff was so cool. Tyler Beard, just people like these, these were the ones that I was, you know, looking at just to see what their pipes were like. I mean I was not making a pipe like theirs, a by any means their stuff was so far beyond that but just doing that and looking at pictures online of pipes that's i think would just be the the influences i guess the things that i enjoyed looking at to try to kind of you know kind of emulate it in a sense
0: so i, I know that you've uh been at it for you said two and a half years or so so um maybe your style hasn't changed a whole lot but could you do you have any ideas about um how your how you've changed from from start to now as far as stylization goes
1: sure uh you know for me i i love the classic shapes i mean there there's just so much to be said about those but at the same time i kind of try to put my own little taste on them in a sense know if it's a a billiard i want to do something different maybe it's just uh the colors of the stems or whatever and just that sort of thing i've kind of realized that that's how it's changed instead of just doing you know your basic maybe black stem i don't know i i want to try to do something just a little bit different to to put an extra flair on that the classics if that makes sense
0: yeah absolutely And, and i've seen a lot of your work that does that and it's it's really nice to see that little bit of uh flair um put into a classic shape to make it just a little bit a little bit different which it already is a little bit different because you know you've got your own um uh, dimensions that are you know slightly different from from what you would expect which i really like um one thing that i've noticed about your work is it's and I hope you don't take this the wrong way, but it's it's meaty, and I love that. You know, there's 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 something really cool about. Um, I, it looks like you'd sink your teeth into those guys. Just great, meaty kind of of designs that you're you're coming out with, and stuff like that. It's not something that you necessarily are gunning for, but it just kind of comes out. As far as mentors go, did you have any mentors along the way that you could lean on and say? Um, hey, let me give you a call, or you know, let me give you this guy an email and see what he thinks about drilling or shaping, or you know, what tools I need and stuff like that. I know you talked about Pipe Makers Forum, but mm-hmm. were there any uh, couple of guys you could lean on that way?
1: Um, it's funny, actually. It, up until recently, I, I would talk to you know Mike Lancaster from Tobacco Pipe Collectors, mm-hmm. and, and he doesn't actually even make pipes, but. I just got a lot of great advice from him because it was more like he he was seeing so many coming in and out, and, and I'm not really around them too much. There's really there's not really like a pipe store that's close to me, so I wasn't really seeing some. So he gave me a lot of great advice, but uh, a few months back, I was able to meet up with a bunch of guys, and uh, Premal Cheda from Smokers Haven, he has probably been the The best mentor, whether he knows it or not, uh, he's he's just so generous with his knowledge and and he's so extremely knowledgeable. And, uh, that's, that's really been a huge, huge help for me. And, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that he's honest. I mean, he could look at my pipes and be like, you know, this is something I don't really care for. If you went about maybe doing it this way, it would help out. And I think that's really just, a uh, been an amazing thing for me. So if, if he happens, I, I need to tell him in person, you know, just how much I, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Primal is a, a great guy and he's, he's, you're right. He's full of knowledge on, on pipe design. So um, that's, that's definitely a, a, a very, a very good guy to go to. That's, that's fantastic. Good to know. where did you come up with the name Briarbird?
1: When I started, a. Uh... Wanting to do this you know as my little company or whatever, and wanted a logo. I didn't necessarily want to do it under my name. everybody does it under their name, and it makes sense. I think that's great and and eventually hopefully I'll do something like that. but I kind of just wanted a little something to kind of set me apart in a s in a way but uh the the bird thing i nature is amazing I mean I think that we we see so many things in nature and whether we take it for granted or and realize it or whatever. Um, there's just so much beauty out there and one of the things that kind of did that for me is actually birds i mean you, you see them everywhere and and there's so many different species and it and it kind of just reminded me of pipes you know maybe from one carver you'll see so many different shapes and styles from them and it and it just kind of was one of those things that i thought oh maybe i can kind of play off of that a little bit and and you know i use some bird names for some of the styles of pipes so that i do make and whatnot so just kind of made sense
0: i think it's um i think it's great i really love it and um you know it's it's unique out there it's it it sets you apart i think i think it's a good thing um tell me about how your pipes are marked and or graded and has that changed for you since you started
1: um well as far as that goes I kind of have, you know, based off my stamps, every stamp or every pipe of mine has its, I have a little briar bird. It's just a double B emblem in a shield. So everyone will have one of them. But then I also do, if it's a higher grade one, you know, it's a smooth pipe, beautiful grain. I have a little bird that I stamp on it just to kind of signify that. And then I have my albatross series, which is, you know, I I call it my working man's pipe. It's that, uh, I do all the shaping and everything, but I, I use a pre-molded stem that I mo- modify a little bit. With those, I stamp also with a little tiny feather. That way, it's it's something that, you know, th- they know that that's the albatross instead of just a normal 100% handmade briar bird.
0: Tell me about the uh, albatross name. How did you decide on that?
1: Um, you know, it, 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 just, it was the first thing that kind of came to me. I just... Uh, I wanted it to be a bird name, you know, for that sort of series, and and yeah, I don't know what it was. It just that one kind of popped in my head, and I and I started designing that that little logo that I use for it, and it just kind of worked for it.
0: <laughs> Tell me about some of the other names of of uh, your pipes. I know you've you've got the magpie. Tell me about some of them and and where they came from.
1: Um, a lot of times. I would actually just maybe sit down and kind of, as dorky as this is, maybe look at pictures of birds online, and I would see maybe the coloration that that they have on them. So I would kind of fit that in with the color scheme that I would use on the pipe. The magpie is a really good uh, example of that, actually, with black and white. just it, it fit with that name. So some of them I actually will maybe take the inspiration from the bird itself, or I will come up with a pipe and say, you know, I want to give us the bird name and, and I'll kind of look it up, you know, like what is yellow and Brown or something like that and see if it, you know, just kind of fits with the pipe.
0: Tell me about that Cardinal piece that I, that I saw that you were working on. Is that something that's going to be, um, are you going to revisit that shape or is that a one-off?
1: That will definitely be revisited. Actually, uh, It's one of those pipes that I kind of wish I had one for myself as well, which I think that everybody does that. But um, that was the second one I made. The first one, I drilled through. I don't know how I did it or how I didn't notice it, (laughs) but I had this thing shaped. It was actually when I started blasting. I I started doing the sandblasting, and I was like, oh, great. I can see light inside of the bowl on the bottom. So.
0: Yeah, been there, done that, man. <laughs>
1: but yes, I, I I enjoy that shape, and it's you know the reverse calabash. So I, I've yet to make myself one of those. So it's probably definitely one that I will be revisiting.
0: It's a great little shape. I was I was hoping you'd say that that was going to be uh, revisited. Very cool. Thank you. What would you say is the most enjoyable part of pipe making to you?
1: Wow, there's you know there really is so many different aspects that make it so enjoyable. But I I'm a creative person. I like to be creative. I I think it's one of those things that I kind of need for my own sanity to get some sort of you know creative outlet. Uh, so that's probably the number one most enjoyable thing. But also just the fact that I I can sit there in my little shop, listen to the music that I choose to listen to and. No, it's just—it's not a bad gig. It's just kind of a, a nice, enjoyable thing to be able to do. I'm fortunate.
0: What kind of music do you listen to? When oh, you're ev- your
1: shop? <laughs> everything. It's—I'm uh, a musician as well, so I—I I love so much music and I hate so much music as
0: well. <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you got—you got to tell me about that.
1: All right. So, I mean, as far as that goes, I mean. I don't know, it's I, I have I guess a keen ear for it. I and I but the thing is though, I'm 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 a music lover but I'm also a musician, so there's things that's like, Oh, why'd they do that? I can't stand it, you know. Yeah. But then there's, you know, the most simplistic things and I'm just like, Oh, this is so great it it's it's perfect for what I need so I mean if I'm listening to music in my shop it could be anything from the Rolling Stones to the Beach Boys uh Miles Davis to I don't know maybe Rancid or something like that I mean it depends on the person my personality I guess that day
0: yeah when I'm working out in the shop you may hear Rancid one moment and you may <laughs> hear uh Frank Sinatra the next I'm, there you I'm go. a huge fan of the crooners and, and uh you know, put some Dino on and I'm so, so happy, you know, but, um, so what do you play?
1: Um, well, my main instrument is guitar. I've played guitar for, well, probably since I was 13. Uh, I play a little banjo, a little mandolin, a little piano, but I, I don't really claim that I'm a banjo player or whatever, but, but yeah, I just, I love music. It's, uh, just a, a huge part of who I am.
0: So you get into bluegrass too then?
1: I do. I love bluegrass.
0: Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so are you playing in a band now?
1: Uh, yes, I'm actually in a cover band. We do a lot of classic rock and we do some 90s rock and that sort of thing. It's it's kind of a a fresh new thing. I, I feel like I'm in a cover band every year, but I don't know if I've ever played out in actually any of the cover bands that I've been in because it's just, you know trying to get the guys together a group of guys together at the same time does get a little difficult
0: oh yeah for sure but yeah how do you start the pipe making process do you start on paper or do you start on the block or something else
1: um it really depends a lot of times i will sketch something out on paper if it's especially if it's something that uh I don't feel like running down to my shop and grabbing the block, you know, but maybe just an idea just kind of pops in my head, so I'll draw it on paper, but I really do find it the best, at least for me, my best work is when I just kind of grab the block and look at it, look at the grain orientation, and just kind of go from there, see what, what it's kind of screaming out to me, to what that shape it needs to be, I guess, based on the grain.
0: Do you do commissions?
1: I do. Um, I very much so do. And I, I actually enjoy that too, because it's kind of really cool talking to, you know, a client that says, uh, here's some of my idea and kind of working based off of theirs, but still being able to, uh, be creative myself. Uh, it, it's cool to be able to at the end say, you know, that this was what they wanted, but it was also part of, uh, my creative process as well. So it, it's, it's great, especially if they're you know obviously, obviously if only if they're happy with it, you know. So,
0: have you ever made a pipe that was really hard to let go?
1: Oh man, so many. <laughs> Sometimes I'm, I, I think to myself, why why did I uh, start doing this for a living? I just want to keep all the pipes, <laughs> you know. But, no, I, th- there's been a few. Um, I have one that it, it was simplistic. It was just a a short little nose warmer billiard. I call it the, the Phoenix nose warmer. I've made two right now, and they've both, both been sent to the Danish pipe shop. And uh, for some reason, both of those, I I just, I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep this one. And then, you know, I get rid of it, and then I'm like, the next one I make, I'm keeping. But it just never kind of works out that way.
0: Yeah. Do you collect as well?
1: Um, Not really. I, I have a few of other makers, but... It wasn't something – I know a lot of guys, you know, they they start off as collectors and then they start making them themselves. It is something, though, that interests me now, especially just seeing some of these guys work. They're just – oh, man, they're so fantastic, some of, the, some of the carvers that are out there. And it's like I, I want one of everybody's. So if my wife will permit that, that might happen at some point, so we'll see.
0: So, uh, how big of a of a collection do you have right now, as far as what you smoke?
1: Um, a lot of them are just kind of my my seconds, you know, my little shop pipes that I've messed up. Um, I do have a couple. I have uh, a really beautiful Nording handmade that actually uh, Nikolai from the Danish pipe shop sent me. That's that's one of my favorites. That that's a a great little pipe and. And it's really deceiving. It's one of those things where it looks like it's kind of short and that you wouldn't be able to pack a whole lot of tobacco in it, but the chamber is just so much deeper than what you think. So it's something that I can sit down on the porch for a good amount of time and really enjoy.
0: I love seeing your work on um, Instagram. And listeners, uh, check out his feed by following Briarbird over there on Instagram. It's it's really neat. One thing I love about your feed is how honest – It is, you know, if you run into a problem, there it is right there on Instagram and you actually share that with the world and we can see you work through it or around it or, or whatever. It's educational and it's very real. It's very good stuff.
1: Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I. I don't want to just post like, "Here's my finished pipe." I want people to know like, "This would have been my finished pipe, but I messed this up." You know, that sort of thing. <laughs> I, I think that people can appreciate that. I mean,
0: yeah, for sure. like,
1: I think, like honesty.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think the one of the great things about that too is is that not only can we see the process, but you know, when something does go awry, you know, people who aren't pipe makers can look at that and go, "Wow, that dude just put sank so much time into that." And now he's got to figure out either how he's going to work around this problem or start all over. There you go. And so, you know, I think it brings a new level to understanding um, how difficult pipe making can be for for guys out there who don't make pipes.
1: Absolutely. And and that's it. I mean, it can be a really extremely frustrating process. But, uh, you know, I guess at, at the end of everything, when you finally get it right, it's... I don't know. I guess it's just that much more fulfilling. You know, you, you then have a lot of pride of what you did, even if you are, you know, three stems into it or whatever.
0: Yeah, for sure. I see you have some mugs out there now. How can we get our hands on some Briarbird Pipe Company mugs?
1: <laughs> yes, uh, I do have them on my website, uh, briarbirdpipes.com. Um yeah, it's just kind of a new thing. I, I, somebody actually asked me about them at one point, so I made some up, and I have T-shirts coming as well. I'd like to actually send you one if that's okay, so maybe off this you could send me an email address if you'd like one.
0: Oh, you just twisted my arm. I guess that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I would love one. I have a I have a mug collection, and um, I, I, that would be fantastic. I would absolutely awesome. love that. Um, what particular shape of pipe do you like to smoke, and do you find yourself making more of that shape?
1: Definitely. Uh, you know, the classic billiards, I, I, I don't know what it is. It's just those, those call out to me the most. I mean, there's something really amazing to say about simplicity, at least in, in terms of uh, visual. I mean, when you look at them, it looks, you know, just like a simple shape. Straight lines, but in all honesty, I mean, some of those classic shapes, those are the hardest ones to make, in my opinion, anyway. And uh, I, I like to do those the most. I, I think that it's um, it's always good to be practicing on that sort of shape. And, and like I said, I, I kind of like to do my different takes on it. Maybe it's canted forward a little bit, or or whatever. So that would definitely be the thing that I like to smoke and make.
0: Yeah, classic billiards, just uh, fantastic. My favorite shape, for sure. Nice. What are some of your favorite tobaccos?
1: I like this question. This is good. (laughs) I'm going to give you my top five, if that's all right. Let's hear it. Okay. In no particular order, though. But uh, I love Frogmorton. I love Cellar. I love uh, On the Town. But Cellar, for sure. And then uh, Exotic by Smoker's Haven. Mm -hmm. Love that that's yeah, um Halfling's Leaf. This is by Jack Lee Blends. I don't know if uh, a lot of people know about that or not, but
0: Say that I, again for me.
1: It's a Halfling's Leaf and that's okay. by Jack Lee Blends. It I, I kind of describe it as uh smoking a graham cracker. I don't know. It's just it's so pleasant.
0: <laughs> I'll have yeah. to check that out. I'm I'm fond of the name Halfling because yeah. you know when I was a kid I played D&D so
1: there you go. There you go. It's fantastic. Um, and then C&D's Autumn Evening. That that one is uh, another one of my favorite blends for sure.
0: So out of those, if you had to take one on a desert island, which one would it be? Oh, man.
1: Ah, definitely Cellar. Frogmore and
0: Cellar. Cellar I just love it is. It. All right. Yeah. I had to make you call one of them out. So. <laughs> All right what is uh, what's coming up in your workshop that you're really excited about
1: um actually it's my workshop itself right now I am currently stationed in the basement of my house and it's getting to the point now where the noise and the smell of sanded ebonite is kind of you know getting a little obnoxious I think to my wife so um, I'm moving my shop out to my garage and that's actually kind of a big project that I'm about to take on with some friends running electric out there and, and all that stuff. So that's actually the most exciting thing. Um, I do have some other pipes in the works right now that I kind of have some ideas that once I get the time, it'll be really exciting to get to those new uh, designs, I guess.
0: Anything you can tell us about, or is it uh, still kind of uh, in the works in the process? Oh
1: no! I, it's just uh, going back to the whole bird thing. I I have kind of taken a little bit of a step away from that, so it'll be nice. I I kind of had some different ideas for that, as far as that goes, and I and I really have been enjoying making the uh, the reverse calabash like that cardinal. So I would like to do more with
0: that. All right, all right, awesome. So about this new this new workshop, um, is that garage? I'm guessing, separate from the house then?
1: Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: So how far away are we talking? Like,
1: I will finally get to walk to work about 15, 20 feet, which would right. be great.
0: Cool. <laughs> That's a hell of a commute. All right. Absolutely. Be careful, okay? You, know, you never know what could happen between there. Hey,
1: days. Ohio gets some nasty winters. I could slip. You never know. That's
0: true. That's true. <laughs> so how are you going to uh, stay warm out there? I mean, you're in Ohio. It's going to get chilly.
1: Yeah, uh, wood burner. I think I think I definitely want to do that. We I have a little uh, wood burning stove in our living room that we use mostly. It doesn't really heat the whole house, but it's it's a comfort comfort thing for us. We we like having that, and uh, I thought that would be such a great thing. Just have out in my shop too, you know. Just wake up, start a fire out there, and then get to work. You know, when everything's all warmed up. So I don't know. There's just uh, something. I don't know if romantic's the word to say about that, but, you know, it's just kind of that old-fashioned. I just I enjoy that.
0: It sounds great. Absolutely. Do you get to go to uh, any of the pipe shows?
1: Um, I have been to the one in, in Columbus, Ohio, here, and I'll actually be going to that towards the end of the month here. And there's a, kind of a nice little bash going on in September with Big Star Cigar and... I forget what the other one, Uptowns, out of Nashville. So I'll be attending the at least the, the one day at Big Star for sure, which I'm really excited about.
0: Very cool. Um, any other plans for other shows this year or next year?
1: Um, I, I really want to go to the Chicago show. I, I had planned to go to it this past May. Um, unfortunately, I decided that there was no way that I was going to be able to bring to be able to make enough pipes by the time the show came along, because I had a lot of commissions at the time. And uh, and also I was a little bit out of fear, too. I mean, these are these are the big boys in the business. You know, I don't want to, I I don't know, in a sense, embarrass myself or anything like that. So, But next year, I, I think that I, I will definitely be attending the Chicago show. I really look forward to
0: it. Well, that would be great. I think you'd get a kick out of it. I think you'd love it, and I think you would be uh, warmly received, so... Uh, absolutely make it out, and I'd love to see you there. I'll be there next year for sure.
1: Nice. Thank you.
0: So, um, you know, you, you mentioned something about guys having lots of hobbies, and you having lots of hobbies. Tell me about some of those.
1: Um, obviously, there's the music thing. Um, I'm trying to think. I, I think that a lot of my hobbies have kind of died down. But my wife always jokes with me that I, I get really excited about something. I'm going to start doing this, and then, you know, it kind of slowly fades away. There was the time when friends and I were brewing beer, that sort of thing. I said, I'm going to start making wine. I love wine. So started growing grapes in my yard. And then, it, as it turned out, I actually hate Ohio wines. <laughs> just the grapes here just, <laughs> I don't know, just not my thing. So, I don't know, just stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know how that can be. Um my wife says that I have monomania, so I'll I'll latch on to one thing and kind of go whole hog <laughs> on it for quite a while and it it gets it gets a little nutty, but yeah, I totally I totally can understand where you're coming from there.
1: That, that must be a guy thing. I I guess that's just the what we do, you know, that, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking so because I I know a couple other people who do that type of thing. They'll latch on to something and, and they just go nuts over it. And exactly. you know, I think that's uh, honestly, I think it's a pretty good thing. Maybe Absolutely. It's just me, but so, tell me one thing about yourself that most people probably don't know or would never guess.
1: Um, let's see here. Uh oh, I I have an a teaching degree actually. A lot of people don't know that. Um, it's it's more recent. Um, I used to own a restaurant before I did the pipe thing. I, I owned a restaurant for nine years and wow. sold that. And that was, it was a great time in my life, but Oh man, the restaurant business is just, ugh.
0: I've heard it's incredibly tough.
1: It, it really is. I, you know, I'm blessed to have been able to have done it for nine years, but in all honesty, I probably should have called it quits after about four, but you know, that's just life, I guess. But, um, so during that time, I was getting my degree for teaching, which I just finished up this past year and uh yeah a lot of people don't don't know that it's something I enjoy it's in english i I do like literature and uh
0: yeah, so do you teach now
1: i don't i I actually just make pipes full time and it's just one of those things where you know it's it's hard to pass up doing something that you love and i don't know i just i can't see myself choosing teaching over this especially because you know i've I've been very very fortunate this has been a a really great thing for me as of lately so
0: that's excellent that you've been able to uh bring this into full-time how long have you been full-time
1: actually it's basically a year right now i think august of last year is when i went full-time and I, you know, there's been the tough months and, and whatnot, but I, like I said, I've just been really blessed lately, and it's it's been an awesome thing being able to do this full time.
0: That's fantastic. Um, when you're not working or making pipes or uh, playing in the band, what else do you like to do?
1: I joke with my wife that uh, when I'm not making them, I'm usually constantly talking about them, so that, that's a big thing. I I, I talk about pipes with my wife and she usually just, you know, humors me and acts like she's paying attention but uh, <laughs> I don't know, we spend a lot of time together. We like to watch movies. I'm a we're both movie buffs. We just enjoy that sort of thing and just hanging out with family and friends. I mean, it's uh it's a pretty simple life and I it's a good life, that's you know.
0: The, yeah, I was going to say that's the best kind. Absolutely. Every so often, we'll have someone come over who hasn't been over before, and they'll say, "Oh, is that your pipe collection?" And my wife kind of looks at me and, <laughs> and she's like, "Not too much, not too much." <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, she doesn't want me to scare them away with my hours and hours of talking about pipes. So it's oh, yeah. it's, it's hard not to, you know. It's like that's where do it. you start, you know? Oh man, so yeah, that's fun stuff. So where can we purchase your wonderful pipes?
1: Um, I I do have some retail stores that have these. Um, besides my website, uh, there's Big Star Cigars. There is the Danish Pipe Shop, and then some online retail stores. Uh, a new one, really cool one, Rockstar Pipes. That's a that's a great one. Um, AJ from Stash Warden carries. I, I make special church wardens for him. Um, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Uh, TPC Mike sells some of my stuff when I send them to him as well.
0: Very cool. And then, of course, uh, people can go straight to your website and even chat you up about a commission if they want, I guess.
1: Absolutely. Definitely.
0: Very cool. Well, Jason, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your schedule to uh, chat with me today, buddy. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Honestly, so honored.
0: Excellent. Well, thanks, buddy. I'll talk to you soon, okay?
1: Okay, you take care.
0: And that was my chat with the talented Jason Kochi of Briarbird Pipes. I suggest you find your way to one of these unique treasures sooner rather than later. Maybe that's through the Briarbird website, or maybe that's through the sponsor of this podcast, Rockstar Pipes. Check out Rockstar Pipes at R-O-K-S-T-A-R-Pipes.com. From the traditions you know and love to rockstar indie carvers like Briarbird and even yours truly, Check out rockstarpipes.com, and for Oompaul, this is Oli, wishing you very good luck trying to figure out which Briarbird pipe will be next in your collection.